The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. No Chiefs training camp report for Wednesday, August 9th. It was just kind of a light practice up in St. Joe today due to whether the Chiefs had to move inside. So not a lot going on as they head into an off day, though we did not see tight end Jody Fortson, defensive tackle Chris Jones still absent, cornerback Legereus Sneed, and wide receiver Kadarius Toney. Also not on the practice field on Wednesday, running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire did return after an absence yesterday due to sickness. But after practice, we heard from offensive coordinator Matt Nagy, as well as wide receiver Sky Moore, guard Trey Smith, and defensive tackle Keandre Coburn. We'll go in that order, starting with the Chiefs offensive coordinator, followed by Sky Moore. After that, we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll wrap things up with Trey Smith and Keandre Coburn. Here's Matt Nagy. Yeah, Pat's first preseason, um, I remember a throw he made rolling to the right. It was kind of, it was broken down, scrambled to the right, and ended up throwing one to Demarcus Robinson, you know, to the right. And I remember seeing the guys on the sideline go crazy. And, um, you know, we were seeing that in training camp. So for, to be able to see it in the preseason game, and everybody always says, well, it's not the regular season, but it's the preseason. But for us, that was pretty special to see. And there was another play before that where we had a, um, a post route. I think he hit Demarcus as well. And uh, we always teach guys top down with the post alerts and, Patrick did it from day one, so it was neat to see. What's, what's the key to reaching players, right? Like your style, attitude, your people, hard coach, you know, players coach. Like what, 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 how do you envision yourself, and what do you think the key is to reaching players? Yeah, that, um, it's a great question. Um, I think everybody's a little bit different, and in, in this profession and really in life, it's all about relationships are about trust. And if you can have trust with somebody, um, regardless of how you do it, um, I think it can be effective. And communication, um, just being able to, to learn different people and styles and then them know who you are. And, um, you know, I got to experience that in Chicago as a head coach. I mean, you're dealing with a lot of different personalities. And so for me, um, being able to grow up, uh, I, you know, uh, in, the, in the education world in college and then take that to coaching, um, there are different styles, so I think uh, I, I kind of always talk about just be yourself, be you, and, and that's, try, that's how I try to go about it. 
Are there different styles within the positions? Do you shift gears from quarterback coach to OC to head coach? Or? It depends. I don't think it's necessarily uh, the position as much as it is maybe the person. And, and may, there might be a little bit of that maybe towards the, the position. Um, but for the most part, it's, it's about the people and the person. And whether it's coach to player, player to coach, player to player, coach to coach, everybody's different. But in the end, it circles back to trust and it circles back to honesty. And um, I think that's just how I try to go about it. Yeah, I think that when, when you're able to, you know, we, we throw a lot at them, uh, Adam, in the, in the training camp, a lot of volume. Now we pull back a little bit, and we want to be able to see them now play fast. So you can at times play a little slow in practice, whether you're tired or you're thinking. In the game, they get their game plan, and they can roll. So now we can truly evaluate them and see. And then also see, too, um, you know, there's no scripted periods of cards or knowing it's this defense or that defense. I mean, you're going to go out there, and defenses are usually scaled back as well. But you get to see guys' talent, and this is an opportunity for them. And like we always say, if, if uh, these games, there's only so many people that can make the roster. And I think Coach Reed does a phenomenal job of explaining to the guys, like, listen, if you don't make this roster, make it hard on us and make it easy for somebody else to pick you up. Again, um, I think growth within the system of being able to play fast because he knows where to go. He's, he's had the talent last year just learning the offense and, and now being able to transition to playing faster. And now he'll get more opportunities and I think he'll do well. Do you focus more on like the first team and what they're doing execution wise or are you looking more down the depth chart at those those roster battles? It's everybody. So, I mean, with the first team guys, it might be a little bit of something they pick out. Um, from the previous year that they want to get better at. Um, and it's sometimes just doing the simple things and, and making those um, you know, easy for you to go out there and, and keep that easy. Because you know usually in preseason with the starters, there's not a lot that's going on. It's just them getting back into the, the flow of getting hit. You know, There's not a lot of live in training camp anymore. So you get tackled, you get hit, it kind of feels good. The other guys, it's about depth and competition. You know, and, and when you have a roster full of good players, it breeds competition. It makes it hard on Coach Reed, on Veach, et cetera. Um, so, you know, guys are going to get opportunities. Now what are you going to do with it? Is, it? Coach, is this offense difficult for a rookie to digest? Any, any more difficult than any other at the wide receiver position? Kind of to follow up to what Pete said about Sky Moore and maybe Rasheed Rice having this. Sure. Um, I, I would relate it to this. I would say that the college game right now, because of the, the no huddle, and the, the, there's not a lot of words at all. Like when they do huddle, there's still not a lot, but there's so much no huddle now that when, when kids get here, you get in a huddle and you hear long words. That's the hard part. Um, if you have veterans that come from other teams, it's just like learning a new language. You got to take what you did before and learn what, how now we say it. So for the rookies coming in, that's why that, that first year, it's never really that easy because you're the college games. Now, we're also transitioning. A lot of teams are transitioning to a lot of the college stuff because you want to be able to, to um, you know, make it easier for those guys as they come in. Coach, the, the trend is towards the starting quarterbacks, the big stars not getting a lot of snaps in the preseason. What would you feel comfortable with, and could you see the Chiefs getting the I don't know. You know, Coach Reed is, uh, he is somebody that has a, a method to his madness on the decisions he makes and why he does it. Uh, Again, I, I can use it in my position because I've, I've been there for four years as a head coach. You have to make those decisions. And there's a lot of 
a lot of looking back and questions you can question yourself for. But I think what's great about Coach is, is once he makes that decision on whatever that is, hey, the starters are playing X amount of plays and then they're done. It's, that's what it is. It's easy as an assistant coach to be able to roll with that. And so, um, again, I think a lot of the guys like to get in there and play just, just to kind of get that feel and get hit again. And um, I, I think it's a, it's a – Coach Reed's been very successful with that kind of stuff in his career, and he's a creature of habit. Do you, want to know, do you want to know if the opponents, you're going to be playing against opponents, ones or twos? No, you know what, we don't really care about that. Um, you can go back and see with the history of some of these defensive coordinators, head coaches, et cetera, you can see usually what they do in previous years. Yeah, their starters were playing or no, their starters weren't playing. And, and then regardless, for us, there are a lot of spots out there. So we're, we're looking at the inside linebacker, the, the DB, the corner, the safety. It's not so much numbers. We're not necessarily game plan. I don't think many teams game plan so much anymore. Last one, Sam. You yeah, the terminology, uh, I wouldn't say the terminology as much as just no huddle. You know, a lot of these kids, a lot of offenses right now are no huddle. So when these kids come here, uh, they have to learn how to get in a huddle, how to listen to what the words that speak to you are. When you go line up, where to go. And then we have a bunch of conversions and assignments, alignments, adjustments within one play, within 40 seconds that these guys got to react to. It's not just going out and just playing fast and you know getting 115 plays in a game. We're averaging 65 to 70. So that, that's the part that's a little bit different to them. Thanks, everybody. All right. All right. Take care. What's going on, guys? I'm saying, say it again. I just, I just like to, you know, handle business when it's time. You know, not too many personal goals. Obviously, goals to win the AFC West. You know, get home field advantage, win the Super Bowl again. How would you assess your rookie year? And have you given Rasheed any advice on how to kind of flatten that learning curve? Yeah, um, you know, just any questions that he has, be able to answer, be able to answer them, be available for him. You know, he's a guy that I, uh, you know, hang out with off the field, so it's been an easy transition. Is there anything specific about this offense that maybe makes it a lot for a rookie to have to you know, digest it all? It's just very detailed. You know, like Coach Reed wants you to be in a specific spot at a specific alignment. You know, so everything's you know, it might not be as detailed as the offense you were coming from. So. That's probably what makes it the most, you know, complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Way, way, way more com- comfortable. It's just like I got that year of experience, so I feel like I, uh, certain things that I already know. Like I went through a whole season. Like I shouldn't have to get coached on where to align or where to, like anything that happens before the snap. I don't need to get coached up on. You know, it's more of like, how do I beat the guy instead of what route do I run? What are some of the things that maybe Pat likes um, that you've kind of learned to do? Uh, just, just like, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's like when I arrive in certain windows or like, you know, just always being ready to break a play in the scramble drill, you know, stuff like that, just to allow allow him to, you know, make plays after, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, my coaches, they always tell me like, listen to the words that speak to you. So there is a whole bunch of st- Pat is in the huddle saying a whole bunch of stuff, but only a, I gotta pick out what's talking to me. So you really just, as you go through it, and you know, as you get the repetition, like the the words become more clear of 
like what speaks to you. So it gets easier as you go. How long did that take you to get, understand that lingo and yeah. understand what you're listening for as far as like what you see that now have to understand what you do? Um, I felt like for me to understand like all positions, because it, it, it's like that for like every every position, like the X, the the, the zebra, and, and the Z. So for me to understand all three positions, I feel like it took me probably about like till like week four last year, week week five, to understand like everything completely. Was there something you wish you had been told a year ago that would have made it easier for you as a rookie? Uh, no, it's kind of, you can't even say that though, because it's like you got to go through it to to um, to learn it basically. So it's like you can take out as many mental reps you want, and people can tell you everything on the sideline. But until you go mess that play up, you're not gonna you're not gonna really get it in your head, bro. Guy, there's a, I, I don't know how much you pay attention to what's going on elsewhere, but there's in Washington, Eric Bieniemy, yeah. you know, some players I guess are playing as a head coach, coaching them hard or whatever. It's kind of a controversy over there. Yeah. What was what was it like for you as a yeah, yeah. coming out of college last year with Coach EB? Yeah. How did you find his coaching? It was kind of like. It was, it was normal to me. Like, coming from the MAC, I know I had a, a specific – my coach – my wide receiver coach, Coach Harbaugh, coached exactly like EB. So it was like – it was like – it's always good to have those type of coaches because those, those are the coaches that, like, when everything, you know, everything sinks down at, when it's fourth quarter, game's on the line, you kind of, like – you kind of, like, sink to the level of your training that he's pushing. You know what I'm saying? He's always pushing, oh, high and tight, hold on to the ball, finish, you know? So like yeah, Coach Eb, it was it was it was kind of the same for me in college. Hey Sky, how you how doing? Hard? Hi, I'm sorry, I'm behind you. How hard is it to catch one of those behind the back passes? Uh, it's really it's really not that it's really not that hard in because I don't see it come out from behind. I I see it a little bit, but like it's the same to me. It's still spinning, so I still got to catch it. So it ain't that much difficult. You think you've mastered it? Like it can be used in the game now? Uh, if he, if he gonna throw it, I'm gonna catch it. <laughs> Scott, we've seen you make those strides in practice. What, what do you hope yeah. to make? What, what kind of strides do you have to make in the, in the few reps that you'll get in the next? First just, season? just keep it, just keep it rolling over. You know, just I, I felt, I felt like I had a better training camp than last year, and I'm looking, you know, to have it bleed into this season. Guys, there a play or a connection that's happened in training camp that maybe wouldn't have last year that comes to your mind? Something that's happened with Pat where you think uh, this would not even have been possible? There's, yeah, there's been a couple, there's been a couple plays like that, like where it's like, oh. Now I know, like, oh, this is what he was talking about. Like, there's been a couple plays, like, where it's been, like, the exact same look as last year, but I just treated it different. I did it differently. And last year it might have been an incomplete pass. This year I catch it and can, you know, go for some more yards. So you see little – I can't tell you specifically, but, like – adjusting a route? Yeah, like, adjusting – it's always adjusting the route. That's, that's the biggest part of this offense is adjusting your routes to the look. So – it's, it's definitely been plenty. Does that feel good when that comes yeah. together? You know that that's For sure. part of it now? Because you get to see, like, you get everything's on film. You know what I'm saying? So you get to see your growth a little bit and and, and seeing, like, how much better you got from the last year. Did you, you run many option routes in college? A few. A few option routes. But um, I always here. felt like, a, yeah, a lot more here. Just you got a lot more freedom in your routes. But I'm so sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah, it, it definitely helped my confidence tremendously, you know, just just knowing that I had like a roller coaster season and for me to leave that season with, you know, on the on the high that I did, you know, it gave me all the confidence to come back even better and keep the you know, keep the train rolling. Madden has you rated at seventy five. 
Yeah. I think I think I guess uh I definitely need yeah, I definitely need a ninety nine. <laughs> at the at at the at the end of all this I'm gonna I'm gonna get the ninety nine for sure. But I'm a, I'm in the season, I don't know. I'm I just I'm just I'm just trying to handle business. Hopefully I can get in the eighty eighty nines or something like that. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year, at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Uh, just a clean game, you know, just uh, getting in for the year. Uh, first rule live action, just want to be able to work my technique, just do well in it. How important is the game to get that chemistry down? You got new tackles and everything. I know you get a lot of it done out here, but how much does the game, you know, what, validate what you're doing out here? What, 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 getting that chemistry down, how much does the game matter? Yeah, it's extremely important. Um, once again, it's not a, a controlled setting, so just really going out there sort of on your own and figuring it out and building that chemistry against live opponents. These are people we haven't been going up against, so just seeing how all the hard work we're putting in now is going to pay off. However many snaps you get, what are you going to be looking for? Yeah, finish grade and just um, honestly just trying to finish, um, you know, my, my technique. Am I doing the right things? Am I completing the job in the way my coach is instructing me to? Just how clean can I actually play? Uh, good, man. You know, I'm just only I'm still a young player, but, you know, it definitely has some um, – uh, some wear and tear on the body, but ultimately that's like what it takes to be a pro. So stretching, recovery, being very adamant and being very consistent with that has been something I've had to really step up this year. Have you gone against Keandre Coburn much? And, and what are your initial impressions on him? <laughs> yeah, I've gone against Keandre a couple of times. I love Keandre Mesa. He's a great dude, fun to be around, extremely hard worker. Um, we only disagree about uh, Tennessee and Texas, which one's going to be the real UT. So we talk about that every day, but love playing with him. Yeah, you know, the real orange, Tennessee orange, not that uh, burnt orange stuff. <laughs> what, what kind of progress have you seen now from him in camp and his adjustments within this program? Yeah, you know, I mean, he's just doing a good job, man, just doing whatever they ask of him. Uh, a lot of his big effort guy, um, really good at utilizing his hands, just being violent when he rushes. What's your first impression of Donovan Smith? <laughs> Donovan's awesome, man. Uh, talk about a, a veteran player, a guy you can look up to get advice from, and uh, really just the wisdom that he has playing that long in the league at a position like left tackle. Um, 
how well he's done as well, you know. So it's been great addition to the offensive line, especially for the young tackles too. A great addition just really for all of us just to learn from, listen to. It's really great having on her. Yeah, I just think more so is just like the mentality as a, a player coming to a third year, just understanding what we're trying to do to the defense, like you just stated earlier, uh, just the different nuances and the little bubbles we throw in. Our offense is a beautiful thing when it's rolling. So, so just knowing that y'all won't get many reps in, in the first game, what, what are you expecting and kind of as, as a whole, just what are y'all expecting to accomplish in these few reps? Yeah, you know, doesn't matter how many reps we get. We're just going out there. We're trying to kick some butt. You know what I mean? We're just trying to go out there, do our thing, get our job done at the highest level we can, and just be consistent. I think the biggest thing, once again, just comes into the, the growth factor. You're not in a controlled environment, a controlled setting. You're out there playing. You know, so I think the biggest thing is no matter how many reps we get, you know, we just play with good intensity every rep. Yeah, uh, EB, man, the first day I think I got here, I actually had a conversation, uh, EB at the CAF, man, he was talking about, he'd been following my career uh, from early time. One of the coaches at Tennessee, they knew each other from way back in the day. And uh, from day one, EB sort of encouraged me, you know, like, you know what, you have a bright future, man, you just got to keep working. And then from there, you know, obviously his practice rolled on, you know, I might have a, a hiccup here or a miss here, you know, he's going to get on me, but then he talks to me about, okay, this is why I'm getting on, I want you to be best, I want you to be a great player, you know, so... My relationship with EB was always great. You know, he's very demanding as a coach because he knows and believes in us as young men, as young players. He knows how well we can be. Uh, no, I've watched some old ones, but I'm not. I haven't watched the past couple seasons. Would you like him to be here one day? Uh, no. Usually, the hard knocks is not a good thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be cool. Uh, you know, probably like later on in life, you know, my kids could just see what a training camp would be like, you know, up close, a little intimate. But no, nah, I don't I don't think I want them here. <laughs> you, you don't think there should be an offensive lineman to go with quarterback? Say it again? Like, not they have the Netflix quarterback, yeah. Netflix offensive line. Oh, the world's not ready for that, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be really cool to follow uh, some of the top offensive linemen, man. Um, just to sort of show all that goes into the position, there's a lot of stuff from even just beyond the field, just as parents, man, as just regular people. I think it's really cool when you get a, a look into players' lives and what they go through. Okay, thanks, Ray. Thanks, yeah, thank Ray. you. Appreciate it. How y'all doing? Good, how are you? Doing good. So Trey said Tennessee is the real UT. Man, I ain't worried about Trey. <laughs> it's UT over here. But yeah, you know, Texas is the real UT that I know, that I grew up knowing. So I don't, Tennessee, I just found out about him just a couple minutes ago. So it's cool. They gonna set it on the field next year. So. Yeah, we got him next year. You know, you know, SEC, we, we're gonna be rooting that. You know, but still, right now it's Big Twelve right now for Texas. But soon then it's gonna be SEC. So we're gonna see. You know, we're gonna bet. Obviously, we're gonna see. But I got some outfits for him to wear too. I got a big little Letterman Texas shirt, jacket he could wear, things like that. But he gonna wear it too. I'm gonna bet him. So we're gonna see. What are you hoping to accomplish in the first preseason game, first taste of it? Man, just do my job. I think that's the number one thing is to do is do my job, worry about my keys, um, do my assignments right, and just do whatever I have to do to help the team, help myself um, be good for the team and things like that. I think that's the main thing I want to focus on and just playing fast, playing with my hands, being violent, and just playing football. How much have you told you anything, what to expect about reps or how much playing time is? Uh, when my name is called, Keandre Coburn go on the field and, and play what he got to play. I mean, I, I've been – practicing this since fall I'm um, since not fall camp it's not fall camp no more it's training camp um, but this been training for when my name is called it's, it's time to play and be ready
Man, every opportunity I get, it's amazing. I mean, I'm going against the best center in the, in the league, so why not take advantage of all those opportunities, all those reps and details to try to beat him, see what he does good, see what I can do better, things like that. So it's an honor to go against him every time I do. I get a chance to go against him. How, how much, you, one of the things we always hear, you know, everybody's good at this level, like techniques, and finding out how important the techniques are at this level. Yeah, it's, it's NFL. Everybody's good. Everybody got here for a reason. So now you just got to probably work more on your detail, work on more things, take everything serious, nothing lightly here. And you can't chill, you can't have breaks and things like that. And I realized that early to where every time you step on the field, you got to work no matter what. So things like that, everybody's good. So who's better, you know, things like that. I mean, it's my first NFL game, um, first game in this league. So it, it will be tense, it will be serious for me every game would be serious so i'm gonna go in there and play just like it's my last i mean that's all i can do is just give it all things Andrew, like that Andre, how, uh, how unusual is the long drive drill compared to what you had in college in practice? i mean we had certain stuff uh, uh you know i'm watching i'm seeing i've been in it a couple of times i mean it's serious but i see why they do it um i see why it's so important to do it because when you're tired this is practice. You can get out whenever you want, but it's kind of training your mindset to be ready at any moment because you never know what's going to happen. You never know in a game where you won't be able to get a sub and you got to play and things like that. So to me, I love it, and I'm just here to do what I have to do and things like that, but I see the reason why we do it, and it's going to make us better, and I see why they've been great all these years. Now that we're in three or four weeks of training camp, how do you feel you're adjusting to life as a pro or some of the things you've noticed in your Man, I'm still getting used to Andy Reid practices and things like that. But me being a pro is just having a routine, being consistent with everything you're doing to where I have a routine every day where I do ice tub, hot tub every day. After workout, do the same thing, work on certain parts of my body, look at certain plays, how many times throughout the night, things like that. So it's a routine in this league because if you mess it up, then you mess up yourself because at the end of the day, this is your job. This is my school. This is everything for me to do. So why not take advantage of every opportunity? So. I think the most important thing that they tell us, like Spags tell us, is detail and, and routine and things like that. Don't change up for nothing. and Just keep doing what you're doing and just stay ready, things like that. Is it good to be up here and be able to establish that routine? Because obviously when you when you can't break next week, you're going to have, you know, bottles to clean again and more, more responsibilities. Man, I still have it. You know, even me being here, I still got responsibilities with that, just talking to her every night, making sure, you know, keeping her happy when she's taking a bath, when she cries and things like that. But... I mean, still keeping a routine, like I had to probably get up a little extra early because I got to drive to a facility now instead of me just waking up and being here. Um, but just always try to keep that routine. So now my routine is going to change from me going back home and then going to a facility and doing things like that. But I'm going to have to find a new routine and just make sure I stay on it the whole time. One of the things that Coach Spags talked about yesterday was tackling. That's what he wants to look at on Saturday night or Sunday afternoon, tackle, tackle, tackle. You guys don't tackle here. I mean, when's the last time you tackled somebody? Man, I, I don't that's crazy. Uh, I think it was probably that, uh, well, actually the Shrine Bowl. I think we had a little tackling drills in there, so tackle. But we do a great job here with how we tackle, form a tackle, because just because we're not taking it in the ground, we always working on some type of style of tackling. In our drills, tackling bags, how we go up to the people and wrap up, we, we working on tackling. Just because we're not taking it in the ground, we're still kind of working on different methods of how to tackle. So I think Spags and the defense, we're doing a great job of learning how to tackle. I think that's the, the the best detail to do is learn how to tackle before you tackle because we're just going out there tackling while you're not helping yourself and you're helping nobody else better. So we're working on how to tackle before we get to tackle. And then Saturday, we get to actually take it to the ground. It'll be fun, though, to finally take some. Oh, most down. definitely, yeah. You know, all that rapping and all that, yeah, I got you, I got you. No, nah, no, nah, I got you, and I'm going to take you down. So it's things like that.
Hard Knocks debuted last night. Do you uh, do you watch that uh, show? No, actually, did I watch Johnny Manziel? I tell you that I did watch that uh, Johnny Ooh. Football. It was it was a pretty cool little thing. I watched that, uh, but I didn't watch Hard Knocks first because this is my Hard Knocks. So I'm watching Chiefs. <laughs> right. me, so. Did you watch it in past years? Um, yeah, I watched previous little little ones, little videos, little funny videos. Like I remember the Chadwick Cinco one with the McDonald's and all that. Or I was just watching the Chief player that was in there dancing in the locker room and he posted or something like that. But I do watch it every once in a while. But man, now I'm here. This is my hard knocks. I'm worried about the Chiefs. Nobody else right now. So, yeah. What'd you think of Johnny? I mean, you were a kid. I mean, you were really young when he was there. But I mean, I wasn't that young. I ain't, you know, I mean, that kid. But I think I was in high school to be honest. Or I was in middle school. I don't remember. But ten years ago. Man, it was 10 years ago? Man, time is flying. Yeah. Man. Uh, but it was cool because I remember being a kid watching him, like, you know, Johnny Football. I remember when he won the Heisman, I was, I was happy for him, you know, and things like that. And I was getting recruited. Well, I wasn't getting recruited at that time. But it was just huge because me being part of Texas, being in that little area, just seeing that happen, and just seeing somebody just work hard was amazing. And just seeing how the story went in, and just I, I learned little things that to not to do and just, you know, little ha habits and stuff like that. But it was a great little video, uh, like little, little well, show yeah. that they put out. It was pretty cool. Some good lessons to take. Very good lessons. Not right. to do. Thank you guys. Thank Man, you. thank y'all. Thanks, guys. Thanks.